Clang, clang, clang went the trolley. Ding, ding, ding went the bell. It's Liza with the Z, not Lisa with an S, cause Lisa with an S goes snuds. Let me hear you say, hey, Miss Carter. Don't cry for me, Argentina. There can be a hundred people in the room. Liza! I'm Robbie Latour. And I'm Tequila Mockingbird. Welcome to Divas on Divas. The podcast where we make our diva obsession your problem. So exciting to be back in the studio with you, Tequila. I couldn't think of anything I'd rather be doing more than this. Honestly. I can think of a few, like just a few, <laughs> but I'm still very happy to be Going here. Going out to restaurants, <laughs> you know, seeing my family, anything like that. But no, being here with you is so exciting. I'm so happy to be back. But it's not... You say that every episode, I swear <laughs> to God. You're full of shit, Seth. Full of shit. Well, that mystery voice that you just heard has been here for the whole pre-episode, so she would know. It's not just us here today, Tequila. How very exciting we are to have our second ever guest on Divas on Divas here with us in the podcast studio. Quote unquote podcast studio, yes. Our episode today is of course about the one and only Diva is a female version of a hustler herself, the one and only Beyonce. And we couldn't do this episode without inviting along our good sister girlfriend, the one and only Miss D Flowers. Hey everybody. <laughs> I really feel like with that build up that you just gave Tequila, I really wish I had some sound effects of applause. <laughs> We know we've banned you from clapping on the podcast, so you're not allowed to do it. All right, one time. Ready? <laughs> and not too loud and not too close. Dee Flowers, how have you been? I have been fabulous. How about you two? Very good. It's very exciting to see you. It's nice to see anybody, really, but <laughs> no less for the fact of the topic at hand today. Yes, now, ma'am. tell us about your love for Beyonce. <laughs> Oh God, where do I start? She's just an icon for me. Like I just idolize her so much, especially with my stage persona or just like my stage performance. Like I just like idolize her, like just the look, the choreography, the stage presence, how she interacts with audiences. And everybody knows I love a live audio clip to slay and perform. And she just gives me great live (laughs) audio recordings. She sings live and just her breath control when she's like dancing and just hitting all all those notes and all those beats. I mean, she's just great. I love her. She's everything. (laughs) If you, haven't seen Dee Flowers perform, I mean, where have you been? Resident at Saturday Night Diva for how many years now? Um, Four years. Four um, years? Well, we kind of been a blip year, though, yeah, so like, I don't know if yeah, it counts. It still counts. <laughs> Three and a bit years. It's, Three and a bit years. It's, yeah, it still counts. So, of course, at Molly's on a Saturday night, Resident there, you do perform at some of the longest extended live tracks that I've ever seen. And <laughs> oh, she's got mixes. You want, a, you want a live mix? You come and see D Flowers do it, honey. And, and when she performs, I mean perform. <laughs> and she's got the choreography down. She has the uh, costumes down. Costume she's dance. sitting here right in front of us now in the Beyonce Coachella outfit, the the jumper. Oh my goodness, just <laughs> incredible. Like, I, I want to ask you about the costumes because I know you're really passionate about this. You love recreating costumes, not just yeah. Beyonce. You've done quite a few. Yeah. Like, what's the process like? Oh, this is, was never meant to be an interview, but what, <laughs> here we go. What's the process like of researching that and getting people to make it? Like, it's one of the sides of drag that you're really passionate about, right? Yeah, I just really like. I like. I just like to look pretty. I like wearing. <laughs> I just who doesn't <laughs> textbook drag queen um ba- like basically i just see a costume i take a screenshot and i send it to simon i'm like simon we have to do this and then it gets made in like a couple of months or something but yeah i remember a time not so long ago where 
DJ Argonaut put something on Facebook about the greatest drag queen that he considers to be like the greatest performance drag queen that he's seen. And it was yourself because of the detail that you go to and the lengths you go to to recreate yeah. the costumes for your performances. And I, I would have to agree because a lot of a lot of thought and a lot of preparation goes into it. I love oh, that this has become you. T-Flowers, This Is Your Life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Before we even crack into the episode. Just quickly, you did mention Simon there. Who Simon probably deserves a shout out. Oh, <laughs> Simon Bainbridge and Billy Button have made me some really... Uh, Iconic Stunning. Beyonce costumes and other artists that I love. I just, I just really love them. So, give props to them for always keeping me look cheap and pretty at the same time because it's quite expensive. But oh yes. yeah, it costs a lot of money to look this. Oh <laughs> yes, it does. We know, we know all about that. Well, I think that satisfies all the criteria that we need to discuss Beyonce. So let's get in to the basics. Thank you, Shirley Bassey. Just recently, Shirley Bassey has released a cover of I Was Here by Beyonce for her forthcoming album at 82 years old, the last album of her career. <laughs> and uh, for me, I'm gagged. Like, that's an icon doing an icon. Divas doing divas. We love to see it. <laughs> she was, of course, born Beyonce Giselle Knowles on September 4th, 1981, making her 39 years old. She was born in the historic African-American community, the Third Ward in Houston, Texas. At just seven years old, she beat out her 15 to 16-year-old competitors to win her school's talent show, singing John Lennon's Imagine. At just eight years old, she and childhood friends Kelly Rowland and Latavia Robertson joined three other girls in a girl group called Girls' Time. Now, that's time T-Y-M-E, ladies. (laughs) And they performed the Houston Talent Circuit. By 1995, Beyonce's father had quit his job as a Xerox sales manager to manage the group and had cut the group down to four. A year later, they changed their name to Destiny's Child. Mm, you may yes, have heard of amen. them. <laughs> they had great success through their early 2000s when they went on hiatus to explore their solo careers. More recently, she appeared in The Lion King, which feels like a while ago, but it's been a very slow year for the arts community. And of course, Blackie's King, the sensational visual album oh. that celebrates black excellence. Mm, yes. <laughs> uh, every fucking outfit in that fucking... Simon, Simon, if you're listening. In music video, I was like, Simon is Simon will have a heart attack. I'm like, make this, make this, make this. It was just just the quality and the quantity of fashion in that music video is just everything. So, oh, um, can I make a few more honorable mentions? Please do. Sure, we'd love you to. So apparently she didn't really sing anything or she was kind of kept it on the DL until her music teacher heard her singing at the age of five. And apparently she wouldn't finish singing unless her teacher paid her a dollar. Oh, so smart she, girl. She has been a <laughs> coins on the dresser and hit it, honey. That's it. She has been an entrepreneur since the beginning. Literally, her mom, Tina Knowles, literally had her hair salon and basically she would clean up the hair. And her and the girls would like perform for like the patrons with consent or whatever. She would just perform and they would charge them to hear them hang and dance. So literally, she's been on the hustle since. Get out. Get That's that so money. Day Get one. That money. I fucking love that. A diva literally is the female version of a hustler from the age of five. From the age of five. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> 
She has recorded six solo studio albums, five for Destiny's Child, five solo live albums, and 50 solo singles, 75 total if you count the Destiny's Child singles. Some of her biggest hits include Halo, Run the World, Crazy in Love, and Single Ladies Put a Ring on It. Some of the films that she has starred in, of course, the iconic Austin Powers and Gold member, The Pink Panther, The Lion King, and Dreamgirls. Ugh. Special mention to Cadillac Records where she played Edda James, but we'll discuss that in a minute. Honestly, I think her best acting was when she exited the elevator after the little <laughs> crap she had. No, literally, there is paparazzi she is, footage and she is giving pressed. pageant queen realness and Jay is going to this other taxi, this other limo and Solange looks pissed and like Beyonce is a poison said, mic. what elevator drama, bitch? I'm out. <laughs> she needed an Oscar after that. I swear to God. End of discussion. Point blank, period. If you don't know what we're talking about, then look it up. Solange and, and Jay-Z going at it in an elevator. She has been married just the once in 2008 to the very well-known rapper, producer, record executive Jay-Z and they have three beautiful children, Blue Ivy Carter in 2012 and then twins Rumi and Sir Carter in 2017. I actually have quite a lot to say about those pregnancies. Like, just in the way, how massive it was. Anyway, we oh, will get to it. Very later. true, very true. It's icon status alone. Iconic. <laughs> Excellent. I completely agree. Beyonce is credited with winning 418 awards in total, which include four Golden Globe nominations, eight Emmy nominations, but let's talk her major music awards. This is where she really cleans up tequila. 24 Grammys from 70 nominations. It makes her the most nominated female artist in Grammy history. She's only three wins shy of the most wins in the female category. We were talking just a couple of episodes ago about how astounding it was that Barbara Streisand has 47 nominations. Beyonce has 70, just to give you a little bit of context there. Which is crazy because Barbara's career has spanned six decades Yeah, Beyonce's has spanned less. three. <laughs> less. It's a crazy. Lot less. She has the sixth highest amount of Grammy wins. Jay-Z is sitting at eighth on 22. I wonder if that comes up, you know, at night. Honey, I've got two extra Grammys and you do. Oh, I think so. If there's an argument <laughs> happening in that house. Let's not forget. Oh, you oh, want to pull that? Good. Don't forget that I have two more. <laughs> she also has 26 MTV awards, which makes her the most awarded female artist in the awards show history. And that was what 13 at the VMAs, yeah? Yeah. She also holds the most awarded artist labels for both the BET Awards and the Soul Train Awards. In terms of Hollywood Walk of Fame stars, Beyonce doesn't actually have her own Walk of Fame, which a lot of people find quite surprising. That's baffling to me. She does have one for Destiny's Child, which they got in 2006. (gasps) Will Atavia and Farrah included in that, or was it just They were voted off the island of Destiny's Child at the time. Okay, gang, let's get into the iconic moments from Beyonce's career. Innocent and iconic. Let's start off, isn't it iconic, by talking about Destiny's Child because I think we need to Mm. certainly touch a couple of bases here. It was so early on in their career. I mean, essentially that in its original form, they started when they were eight years old. Well, her and Kelly did. And Latavia and Latoya, but what happened to them? (laughs) Well, what happened to them? It's a very good question. Latoya has had a cute solo career. I have kept up with her. In the past, not much anymore, but <laughs> the other ones have been on like some TV reality show, but they're all cool. Is it Love and Hip Hop? I, I think so. Yeah, I think, oh. I, th- I think Latavia 
She's cordial with Latoya, but I don't know about Hera and Latavia. I don't think they're really yeah right. Kosher. Well, <laughs> I mean, this was the it was a really iconic moment in sort of music history. Is the starting days of when Destiny's Child really started to make it, and they they just seemed to kind of be dropping like flies in the <laughs> beginning. Of course, Latavia and Latoya left in early two thousands. They said that it was that they had issues with Matthew, who is Beyonce's father, who was managing mm-hmm. who was managing, managing the group. The time, yes. But then they went on to slap an almighty lawsuit on the group. <laughs> For allegedly writing songs about them and for using some of their material. And if rumour is to be believed, the girls actually didn't know that they were out of the group until they saw the video for, I believe it was Say My Name, and oh. they weren't invited. That Although their vocals were used on the track, they weren't actually invited to be in the video. Also, a fun fact about that video, like, they purposely put extras, so there's so many extras in that video, like, you can't even tell who's in the band. Like, it's still an iconic <laughs> They were trying video. to hide that. They were trying to cover their tracks a little yeah. bit. This is what they had to say about it at the time. What was that like, though, when you heard that they'd shot a video for a song you sang on without I, you? I was like, oh, first of all, I was like, nah, you would. They were very, very aware of everything before it was done. Can't get into it legally, but there had been comments on the radio saying, stating that they knew exactly what was going on. I called them personally and said that I would be a bigger woman and call them and confront them. Have any argument. Latoya and I, we never quit the group. Never quit. We never quit. Never left, never even said anything about quitting, quitting. the group. We- They've got love for you guys. They do not have hard feelings for you. Their issue is with management and not with the two of you. Well, they slept a nice lawsuit on us. Yeah. So uh, that's a lot of love. That's a, that's some hard <laughs> love, isn't it? So that was actually Kelly Rowland at the end of that clip saying that they slapped an almighty lawsuit on me. But a lot of Beyonce there sort of being a version of Beyonce that we don't really see very much anymore. Not anymore. Where Coming she's out of, her neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's toned that down a lot. I think she just maybe evolved or maybe she's just She has a brand herself. now, I think. She has a brand. I think also she has evolved a little bit. I think that she sort of has grown up and gone, that's probably not. Everyone gets older and yeah, but also, yeah, you've got you to protect the moneymaker, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I heard that she actually keeps all her interviews in archives as well so she can go back and quote everything. I mean, I think most famous people should do that or do that, right. but she does. She's very... She, she she actually hates interviews, which is why you don't really see much. Doesn't she doesn't either. interview much at all. Yeah. Matthew Knowles replaced the girls with Farrah and Michelle Williams, who whoop, we're all whoop. familiar with. I, I mean, I, I love... Falling down, and if you haven't done this, I love falling down an internet hole of poor Michelle. <laughs> I, nothing makes me laugh more. Go, oh. If you haven't, go to poormichelle.com. Is article. it still up though, poor Michelle? Poor Michelle is still up, yes. And there's com? a great BuzzFeed article as well that you can go and visit. Oh. And we'll pop that up on the website. As- I love when Michelle clapped back at everybody with a tweet and basically <laughs> said, well, that's not what my bank account said. She basically clapped back. <laughs> Yeah. She literally had enough. That poor girl has been depressed and everything. Like, she's been through, like, the mill. Like, let Michelle live, girl. Just let Michelle live. 
him. She is richer than all of us. Like, come on. <laughs> True. I mean, the poor girl is sort of painted with this image now. And if you haven't seen any of the poor Michelle stuff, it is this compilation that people have been compiling over years where Kelly and Beyonce maybe didn't really treat Michelle as an equal part of the group or even the world just didn't really see Michelle as an equal part of the group. There's a famous advertising campaign from Coca-Cola where they did the share a Coke with uh, campaign and the two Cokes in the picture are Kelly and Beyonce like Michelle doesn't even exist. Oh my God, is that actually like real? Yes, like legit? I believe so. I believe oh, hell no. <laughs> they left her out of their official campaign. To the left, to There's the left. so many things as well. There's like footage of them and Kelly and Beyonce have got... They're playing drums on stage and Kelly and Beyonce have got drum stands <laughs> and, and Michelle's on the down on the floor like playing her drum. <laughs> There's a really famous bit of footage where they're all performing and Michelle just falls oh. down. Oh. She oh. hits the floor. Yeah, she- and the other two do not they don't miss, a beat. miss a beat. They just keep walking. <laughs> See you, Michelle. Michelle <laughs> to be honest, that's what you kind of have to do. Right? I mean, I guess so. Yeah, I guess you gotta so. have to do all like she just like always like out of sync like a beat or a little two. Bit. But I think Michelle really got her own back with the release of her 2013 song "Say Yes." Ah, uh, take she me to went, church. She said, "When Jesus say yes, nobody can say no." And she said, "I'm gonna have Beyonce be the guest on my song. <laughs> I'm gonna make it Michelle." Williams featuring <laughs> featuring Beyonce and Kelly. So in terms of the makeup of Destiny's Child, Farah and Michelle came on. Farah only lasted five months. She said that she was really, really poorly treated, which might be shown just a little bit in this clip. <laughs> so this is Farah saying that she basically that I've had enough and I, I want to go. They're in a recording studio for whatever reason. She <gasps> said, I can't handle this. Yes. I can't handle this. This anymore. is iconic. This is fucking iconic. I'm here for it. And this is what Beyonce's got to say back. And Queen B made sure to let her know that she needs to leave with or without her luggage. That's the last flight out of here? Yes, ma'am. You might have to go straight to the airport. Okay. I don't have no luggage. I'm, I'm rolling. Well, it's better for you to go home than not have luggage. No, it's not. It's not. Because where are y'all coming out there? Well, somebody can send your luggage. But then I'm going to have to wait for four days before I get all my stuff. Well, it's either that or you're going to probably miss your flight. Um, to the left, to the left. Sorry, I can't sing, but just put in an audio clip of irreplaceable to the T. Like, that was just... She's like, well, she said, we don't really care. You Get should probably flight. go right like, now. Like, God bless Farah. I hope she's doing well. I don't think she is. <laughs> There's actually a clip. So, how of the girls from 3L W is having a beef with Pharaoh? Nobody knows each other's full story. Right. Except for me. I've been in two multi-platinum successful groups. And, I've been and they weren't disbanded. And I've been in the biggest one and they're still together. I know, but you weren't in it. I wasn't in it. I sold 19 million albums on Say My Name. I know, but did you... Did I what? Ask? Did you... S- Absolutely, I sing. <laughs> say my name, say my name. <laughs> She said, what? <laughs> seven names. Seven was that, that was Farrah. <laughs> that was Farrah. Too funny. She said, that's what I contributed to the song, and that's yeah. why they kicked her out of the group. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think she was in the audio, perhaps. I don't know, but it's interesting. Crazy. <laughs> it's amazing what they can do with audio tune these days. <laughs> Destiny's Child, of course, kind of went on a little bit of a hiatus in 2001. They came back together in 2004 to release another album and then it was sort of all done and dusted and it was time for Beyonce to reign. Destiny Fulfilled was such an iconic album. One of my favourites and literally the only time I've seen Beyonce live is when I saw Destiny's Child. (laughs) And then I had to leave early because... 
the last like taxi break. home was like it was really traumatic and then like our tickets almost got stolen like it was a traumatic like i'm surprised my, my dad even bought us tickets because like i've been gay since the cradle and like <laughs> my parents were not encouraging this like alternative <laughs> lifestyle but they literally bought me and my sister tickets to go see Destiny Shout. And my sister drove me. We took a taxi all the way to Dubai. And then, like, we got and we were in line. And then, like, I handed out tickets to this, like, thief. And then she gave us because we, I, I was I really gullible. And I tried to exchange tickets with this woman. And then, like, we, could, we almost couldn't get in because I was really stupid. And then, like, we got in. And then, like, we had to leave early. It was so, it was, sorry. It was just a really sad <laughs> moment for me. Wildest. The, the wildest, all of that to see Destiny's Child, but at least you got to see them do such iconic hits as "Lose Your Breath," "Soldier." Mm, no, soldier. I think I left like after like "Cater for Your Girls." So I didn't even see like what the songs at the end of the set. Like Girl. we left early. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it was traumatic. Why it was did really you leave sad early? because like the last <laughs> we missed like the last bus back and we ended up taking a cab anyway because like almost like an hour and a half so you away. could have gone <laughs> we here. actually could have stayed but oh, oh well what an absolute clusterfuck <laughs> i'm so sorry it was just so traumatic we probably should have saved that for some other part of like the podcast no we just, love it we i just had it. to get it out now we love it saves me being the messy queen on the podcast <laughs> you missed the end of that you missed the end of that concept for no good damn reason exactly it still hurts we're always happy to be here for any therapy you might need to flow <laughs> Of course, we would be remiss to do this segment without talking about her iconic 2011 VMA performance, where she did the iconic number, Love on Top, that has more key changes than any singer <laughs> dare deal with. Drink. Ever. <laughs> ever. It's incredible. What really gagged me was not only the announcement that she made at the end of it without even saying a word, but for me, it was the fact that the song keeps building throughout. Now, I'm a musical theatre girl. I'm a singer. I'm a, I'm an all of that girl. Now, the song keeps if building. If you've mentioned it if once. I, if I've talked about my time on The Voice Just in one. case anyone's forgotten, nobody turned their chair on The Voice. <laughs> And what really gagged me is she just keeps going up the octave and she gets to the final, final chorus of this song where she is higher than most pop singers today can sing and she pulls out this. heard her go down the octave instead of up i was like yeah what i yeah. thought you were gonna keep going and she, you're the one yeah. that gives you oh she's down there and i'm like oh we're doing that today okay <laughs> professional <laughs> professional also when she performed when she had the twins and she was in like the chair yes she's literally isn't that really difficult when you're sitting down and you're sitting yeah. on your da- Understa- <laughs> understandable understandable <laughs> i was i was beyond nooched at the fact that she decided to drop at the octave at the end but that is her right as a diva but not only is it iconic because of that, it is iconic because at the very end of that, she flings open her jacket, she rubs her belly and she drops the mic and everyone knows at that point yeah. she is pregnant with her very first child. Oh, I could, I could, I get goosebumps thinking about it. So beautiful. And everyone in the audience, Lady Gaga is there dressed as her male character, Joe Calderon. 
and there's Jay-Z is in the audience standing right next to Kanye. I love when they take oh, yeah. It's so cute. And it's so beautiful. It's a really beautiful way to announce your pregnancy live on the VMAs in 2011. That moment, in fact, holds the Guinness World Record for most tweets per second recorded for a single event at 8,868 <laughs> tweets per second. There is this whole iconography for her around her pregnancies and the way that she's announced them that is just crazy. And there's some really fun stats and figures, which you know how much I love. When that announcement happened, Beyonce pregnant was the most Googled phrase of that week, which I think, you know, makes sense. But when she was pregnant with her twins, Mm -mm. this all happens again. So she used an Instagram picture on the 1st of Feb 2017 to reveal that she was pregnant with the twins. We all know this picture. It is such an iconic picture. Very iconic. It holds the record for the most liked picture on the internet with 6.3 million likes within eight hours. Really? Yeah. Damn. And then when she posted the first pictures of the twins once they were born, that became the second most liked picture ever in the history of Instagram. (laughs) God, I'm thrilled when I get like 20 likes on my Instagram. (laughs) Imagine being Beyonce level of iconic where you're Uh. like... Six point, what was it? Six point nine. Six point three million likes within eight hours. It went on to have more, and it's still the most liked image ever. Really? Yeah, and and she's got the second most liked image. She's only beaten by herself. Iconic. iconic. <laughs> Literally is iconic. <laughs> I have no idea. Wow. She's quite a private person too, which is, I think, what stimulates this so much. She doesn't always, I mean, she, I think a little bit more in recent years, but certainly in the past, she keeps her private life, her private life. Very, very private. Her and Jay-Z got married pretty much in secret. That they dated happen. in secret as well. Yeah, there right. Was all these rumours from when they were working together with Bonnie and Clyde 03 yeah. and Crazy in Love, she was constantly being asked by reporters, are you two an item? What is happening? And they they were dating in secret. They got engaged in secret. And they got married in secret. Apparently, also her and Jay Z. Like I think they only spoke for like on the phone for like a year before they started to date. Like they didn't actually like start dating for a while. That's so cute. That's yeah, like so they old got school. to know each other over the phone. That's and, really sweet. Yeah, and apparently, I can't even get a text back. <laughs> and um, apparently, Jay Z is only the second man she's ever dated or been with. He's only had one other. My friend who cheated on her five times between the ages of 12 and 17. Yes. Excuse so. me, that's one per year. What a busy man. Don't you ever for one second get to thinking you're irreplaceable. Exactly. <laughs> and we know who that song's about. <laughs> Something iconic is how she managed to release a visual album, keep it under the fucking DL, and just like fucking release it. Didn't tell a person. Like, it just out of nowhere. And everybody remembers what they're doing. I was with my my mother in the ER at the time. So I remember exactly what I was fucking doing when that album dropped. I have so much trauma related with Beyonce. <laughs> what the hell is going on with me? <laughs> but I literally remember, like, she dropped the album and, like, the track list was on iTunes. I'm like, what is this? This is fake. Because I recall, like, there was a snippet of Grown Woman, like, the video that leaked because she had been quiet for years. I was, like, really pissed. Like, where's the new material? Like, I know you're, like, recording stuff and filming videos. And then she just released it. I just love music videos. Like since I, since I was a kid, I always loved artists and just waking up on a Saturday morning and watching MTV and watching videos and just, just releasing like a full visual album for every single track. It's just like iconic. Like I just wish more artists did that. You're talking about remembering where you were when Beyonce dropped. I will never forget where I was when she dropped Lemonade. Oh, yeah. Because that, that was, there was talk around that. And mm-hmm. there was people saying, oh, it's coming out, this, that, and the other. And then she set that countdown. And it was about three o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I had just moved to Melbourne. 
it wasn't the greatest time of my life, but I was sleeping on a mattress on the floor and I remember she released this album and it became like the most played thing and I had, because it was on, I think it was HBO. So HBO I at the time, it, yeah. I had to get a VPN and like Exa- a HBO Max Exactly, like, exactly. <laughs> the craziness. Ugh. And I remember I was sitting on this dirty mattress on the floor and I was like, this is incredible because she's obviously referencing all the stuff between her and Jay-Z mm-hmm. and the, the whole cheating scandal. Yeah. And she came out with Hold Up, that first song. Was it the first song off the album was Hold Up? No, that was Pray You Catch Me. Pray You Catch Me and then Hold Up. And she mm-hmm. came out in that in the yellow dress with the baseball bat. She's uh, yes. that taxi. Iconic. <laughs> that, is, that is iconic. And I was like, oh, this bitch has something to say with this album. Mm-hmm. This is so incredible. And I remember watching the whole thing and I was like, this is visually stunning. And that really grabbed me more than Beyonce did. I don't mm-hmm. know. It spoke to me as a scorned woman, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of my most favorite iconic moments, Beyonce is she is like involved in every aspect of her live performances. Like she understands the cues for lights and music and everything. So she's really, really invested. And this is the one particular snippet from the I Am tour where she's performing Diva. And literally so like she has this she has this outfit where like the lights glow up on like her outfit and literally like the lighting person isn't like on cue so literally without missing a beat she just threatens to fire the person well jokingly without even missing a beat and calls them out it's just iconic to me and I stand for it if you miss it she literally yells out lights somebody's getting fired and it's just <laughs> It's just so good, and I stand for it. So We'll pop that up on the website as well, where you'll be able to see all of that bonus content on divasondivas.com. This links quite nicely to the fact that I've just received a text message from the other room where I do keep my partners because they are not allowed to be here while we record. My husband Dave has messaged. (laughs) My husband Dave has messaged and said, make sure you talk about Beyonce's song, Diva. The timing couldn't be more perfect. Because it is such a it is such a track. And we've we've referenced the lyrics a couple of times, but thanks for that, Dave. (laughs) Okay, so now that we've covered the iconography of the one and only Beyonce Knowles, let's crack on into Mary Did You Know. Mary Did You Know Now as of the last episode, I believe there is some, uh, there's some conjecture. conjecture. <laughs> We've had a few people message in. We've had, of course, the one and only Lexi Gaga was the first one to call us out on it. And of course- The, the our, latest, our current guest. Our current guest <laughs> sent us an Instagram message saying, bitch, you're wrong. <laughs> that particular ad lib from that Christmas album track is actually Tamar Braxton, not Tony Braxton. <laughs> we've been joking about the fact that we've got Tony Braxton on board to sing that. Of course, it's the Braxton sister. So we were having just a good stab in the dark at the fact that it was probably Tony because she does most of the heavy lifting. Uh, uh, Tamar has vocals. I mean, she's crazy, but she the bitch can sing. She can As sing. referenced by that clip that we just played, which is the introduction to our segment. Mary, did you know? Mary, did you know Beyonce played the role of Etta James in the 2008 film Cadillac Records? She performed at last for the soundtrack and before the premiere, Beyonce said that James was happy with her rendition. She's quoted as saying in The Guardian, She told me, I loved you from the first time you sung. Now, however, things seem to have changed. Beyonce performed the song for Barack and Michelle Obama's first dance at the inauguration ball, which took place on the 20th of January, 2008. Cadillac, my 
Since then, however, things seem to have changed. During a gig in 2009, the 70-year-old Etta James savaged Beyonce's performance, saying, The great Beyonce, she sneered. I can't stand Beyonce. She has no business being up there, singing up there on big old President's Day, going to be singing my song that I've been singing forever. You guys know your president, right? You know the one with the big ears? Wait a minute. He ain't my president. He might be yours, but he ain't my president. But I'll tell you, that woman he had singing for him, singing my song, she's going to get her ass whooped. Oh! Oh, Miss Etta James. James. Out her mouth (laughs) with the criticism of Miss Beyonce. What happened? No one can tell you because she missed the inauguration due to ill health and wasn't able to be there. But from all accounts, Beyonce said that she was fully supportive of her playing her in Cadillac Records. It's a very different story to what Etta tells. Is it an issue that she had more with... Barack Obama that has now spilled it, over. I think, yeah, I think, I think it may be. She was just better that she was able to perform. Also, um, apparently, after Beyonce starred in the movie, she donated all her earnings to a heroin rehabilitation clinic in honor of. Because I think Etta James, did she suffer from heroin addiction I believe in the movie? So, yes. Yeah, so I think, yeah, she did that, which is really, Which really is sweet. a really beautiful thing to do. I really think. And Miss Etta James should mind her business. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. <laughs> but in general, I've noticed May that. May she rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> but in general, I have noticed that in the past that whatever Beyonce wants, Beyonce gets. Because like she performed at the Oscars like three, five times or something. It was kind of like, okay. I mean, <laughs> I'm not really upset, but it's like, okay. She, she, just, she was just here, there, and everywhere. I'm like, she got oh. some power. But it's, the same, power. As these, it's, it's the same as all these older divas. I yeah. mean, we spoke previously before we started recording about when Beyonce performed at the Kennedy Center Honors for Barbara Streisand. Oh, and if yes. you watch that video, we will pop that up on the uh, website as well. If you watch that video, Barbara's giving her nooch throughout the entire thing. She is, yeah. she doesn't look happy at all. She does not know, I mean. It's yeah. a polite clap at the end at best. Maybe and that is there's it. a little bit of the old school versus the new school, you know, like maybe. for some people, obviously not everybody, but maybe there is this sort of we are stewards of the diva ship community in the context of this podcast and these are the sort of the up and coming newer divas and maybe it's not so easy to cheer them on all the time it's like the elders at the gate are just trying to keep the yeah the yeah a little bit out. of that but also she's got 70 grammy nominations so. <laughs> yeah. and not only yeah, that not does. every diva is like that if you look at the again the kennedy center honors mm-hmm. performance from oh. beyonce where she was honoring the one and only tina turner and she does the full proud mary clip oh yes and she absolutely kills it. And that was in 2005. And Tina Turner is Gooped. sitting there. Gooped and gagged. <laughs> she, she is, is gagged. there. And she is having the most fun because Beyonce is there giving her the original choreography, mm-hmm. giving her vocals, giving her backup okay. dance, the lot. I wanted to chat a little bit more about a more somber note about Beyonce's life that she doesn't often talk about. But she suffered from depression and quite severe depression for a period of time in her life, which she has, you know, come out and spoken about a little bit later on in her life. But after Latoya and Latavia left Destiny's Child, she reported to have sunk into a really deep depression. You know, these were her childhood friends. And the public essentially blamed Beyonce for them leaving as well. There was a lot of hatred towards her in the press and in blogs, even though they had sort of said that, you know, it was it was Matthew's management. She also split with her boyfriend at that time. And she reports to have been quite depressed for a couple of years and that at some points she was so bad that she just wouldn't leave her bedroom or eat. And one of the things that I find particularly sad about all of this is that she 
struggled to really speak out about it or tell anybody about it because they had just won their first Grammy and she thought no one is going to take me seriously. No one is going to believe that I'm really going through these mental health issues when on the external things look like they're going so well for me. She also said that her mum was really, really integral. Tina was really integral in, in helping her through that time. But it's just a really interesting thing to note about these people that we hold so high on a pedestal, but yet they have gone through true struggles as well. And it's not entirely uncommon to hear this about people because they are reaching the heady heights of the highest amount of stardom that you can reach. And then all of a sudden they don't think their personal problems or them being human is going to relate to Joe Blow because they are yeah. kept up on this pedestal. You feel like you almost don't have a right to say, but that I'm mental health doesn't work like that, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah very true. Just to add, um, I'm, I believe she also suffered depression when she suffered her miscarriage with her first child. Her and Jay obviously wrote songs about them. I don't think they released all of them, but there are some songs that they have released about the miscarriage. They obviously went through a deep depression about that. And like Beyonce, she's just a very, very private person. Also, in Black is King, the undertones are also about the miscarriage. Obviously, she's talking about her potential death with her children and also probably meeting her yeah, other kids right. on the other side. So she's just changed a lot. Obviously, yeah. she, she almost lost the twins as well. So yeah. she's been through a lot. And it's such an important thing to remind us of these people. You know, we talk about them and we put them on a pedestal and we, we honour them in almost sometimes a very superhuman way. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to the crux of it, they are just human. They are just they're like just anybody else. Yeah. And these things, in some respects, there are even additional challenges to suffering that sort of stuff because nobody really wants to hear about you but feeling... But also, it's on a more public scale. You're dealing with those issues on in the public domain, whereas mm. the normal people don't have to, have to go through that. that. Yeah. The added pressure of that alone must be monumental. And that's mm. why you see these stars and, and the issues that they face. And uh, even so far as, like, the... Not that Beyonce ever has, but you see it with other stars like Amy Whitehouse and Whitney Houston. You see, like, the drug addiction and the things... Mm like that and the parts mm. that they go down to cope with the lives that they're living and the, the pain that they're dealing with. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I'm going to bring us out of this because, Dee, I think that I have a fact about Beyonce that I reckon not even you are going to know. Oh, Do you accept this challenge? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay, let's go. Did you know Beyonce has a species of horsefly named after her? You did. Yes. Did you know I can see In it? Australia, <laughs> yes. In Australia, like, it's kind of like that's... Could it at least be a bee or something? It's like a horsefly. I'm like, that's insulting. I was like, what the Well, the reason is... Why is it going to be a horsefly? I know, horsefly. So scientist Brian Lassard in 2012 discovered a new series of horsefly in northern Queensland that hadn't been named yet. Now, he called it Scaptia Beyonce. Shade. (laughs) No... No, no, no. I know, I know. Due to its golden hairs that can be found growing from its abdomen. (laughs) Wow. I just... No. (laughs) To the left, to the left. I mean, it's... on the books now but it was a very like a horse fly of oh, all sorry. things and I think they call it like the diva of yes. a horse fly. I'm like really? It's okay. the all time diva of flies. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> we love that. We love Lord of the flies. It's crazy. So I'd like to take a moment to talk about we did briefly speak about the Obama inauguration a little earlier where we spoke about Barack and Michelle's first dance at the inauguration ball. What I'd like to quickly focus on is where she um she lip synced <gasps> at the inauguration <sighs> in 2013. It was cold, okay? She did it live later. And, but she addresses it herself and she's in her own way. Ever. 
nothing if not prepared to tackle anybody that wants to call her out on lip syncing. So of course it's stunning and she sounds incredible. And she goes on to the end to deliver one of the greatest endings to the anthem for me beating Whitney and everybody else. that you couldn't tell me that that's not live i would have thought it sounds live it sounds incredible but the nancy drews of the internet do what they do and they tore her to shreds and they were mm. like you were lip syncing that that wasn't real uh, 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 blah 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 not long after that she was then tapped to do the super bowl halftime game where at a press conference she came out and she started the press conference like this how is everyone Would you guys mind standing? Oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light and the home of the Any questions? <laughs> hey, how are you? Hi, how are you? Thank Great you. Great to hear. Um, so we heard you sing that beautifully just now. Can you clarify what happened last week? Because since so many people are wondering what happened, and yes. you feel that all the attention from the inauguration and all the controversy is taking away from your moment here. Well, I am a perfectionist, and one thing about me, I. I practice until my feet bleed and I did not have time to rehearse with the orchestra. It was a live television show and a very, very important emotional show for me, one of my proudest moments. And due to the weather, due to the delay, due to no, no proper sound check, I did not feel comfortable taking a risk. It was about the president and the inauguration, and I wanted to make him and my country proud. So I, I decided to sing along with my pre-recorded track, which is very common in the music industry. And I'm, I'm very proud of my, my performance. She is not afraid to let you know. She was like, yes, I lip sync, and it's a damn good reason why I did so as well. But also, before anything, let me make you all stand up so I can sing it for you here in its entirety, yeah. just so you know that I can actually do it. I also like how, she, after she finishes, she says, she asks, any questions? She's like, yeah, yeah, any questions? <laughs> any questions? But to be honest, like, I feel that all that controversy affected the halftime show at the Super Bowl. It was really iconic, but then she spent so much time, like, speaking and, like, just little, like, ad-libs that I just felt, like, distracted because, like, she just wanted to prove that she was singing. So... As, like, a live Beyonce audio connoisseur, <laughs> it's really if not... I ever had heard of her. <laughs> it's really not one of my favourite live Beyonce audio tracks because she does a lot of, like, talking. She and spends like, so yeah, much time to proving. proving. I'm yeah. kind of like, girl, you don't need to prove anything. You're fucking Beyonce Giselle <laughs> knows Carter. Like, uh -uh. Yeah, don't. Sing. Mama, you can come do on. This. One of the things I loved finding out about Beyonce is her obsession with the number four. Oh, so yeah. let's just go through the stats here. Her birthday is September 4. 
Her mother's birthday is January 4. Jay-Z's birthday is December 4. They got married on April 4. They got matching number four in Roman numerals tattooed on their ring fingers. Iconic. <laughs> 2011, she released her fourth studio album. She called it four. And, of course, they named their daughter Blue Ivy after Ivy, the Roman numerals for four. Yes, indeed, <laughs> uh, she does love and, number four. And we love it. Like I said before, four is my favourite Beyonce album of all time. It has Countdown. It has End of Time. Best Thing I Never Had. Dance For You. Dance For You. Love On Top. Schooling like, Life. Oh. Bops. The bops. Apparently, she's also allergic to perfume. I mean, she has all these great fragrances that I like. I wear like every time I'm out. Like, I think I have some on right now. But apparently, like all the actual perfume she wears are actually chemically altered, so she doesn't suffer a reaction. Imagine having all that power and being able to get your favorite, (laughs) your favorite (laughs) chemically altered, yeah, yeah, altered just to suit your needs. I think it's great. If Streisand can get Siri to change her name, then um, (laughs) (laughs) I think anything is possible. Fair enough. As we know, we love any kind of reference to a star is born on this podcast. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, Yes. So Beyonce was actually supposed to star in the 2018 film of a star is born instead of Lady Gaga. Right. Which is incredible. And it's all this six degrees of separation with this film. Of course, we've had Judy Garland. We've had Barbara Streisand. We've had Beyonce. We might have another one coming up. <laughs> it's weird. Like, I think also Clint Eastwood was also supposed to direct. That's correct. I, to be honest, I love Beyonce, but I'm happy this didn't happen. <laughs> so, I think she got pregnant. Uh, and so yes. She had to so Bill Gerber oh, really? told The Hollywood Reporter in 2018. So he's the producer of the film. He said, time happened. Beyonce got pregnant and then Clint went off and did another movie. At the time, I thought, I'm going to be able to make a movie with my old dear friend. Not old, my young dear friend. And I was so excited about it. And I called Beyonce's people and she came out and she met with Clint. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm watching something historic about to happen. And then it didn't happen. It's just the movie business. Yeah. So that was, of course, Beyonce and Clint Eastwood. uh, Clint Eastwood directing, Beyonce starring in. And she did fall pregnant. And so she wasn't able to do it. The male leads that were tapped for that (laughs) production were Leonardo DiCaprio. Ew. Jay-Z. Ew. Ew, no. Yeah, Jay-Z. Shut up. And it would have been like an R&B, like a more of a hip-hop Oh, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He is not impressed. Will Smith. Tom Cruise. Christian Bale. And I just think that's crazy because we would never have had the incredible Gaga the movie that we have, yeah. that we have now. If it had have been Beyonce and Jay-Z, though, you've got to admit that would have made some money. Like, wh- whether or not it would have been as good as what we've got now, but people would have gone to see that. Has he acted before? No. I don't think so. He was in the film clip for Crazy in Love. I think that's where it starts and ends. <laughs> One random aspect I have to add. So apparently, Beyonce was really a fan of Sex and the City, as we've seen in her girl's video with her band, with her singers. I do not pick that her for her. Her <laughs> up singers. So basically, she was supposed to play Carrie's assistant in the movie, in the first movie. But apparently, because... <laughs> They wouldn't allow Tina to style her outfits or something. I think she didn't <laughs> so agree the, to the, the terms. Field. 
Patricia, Patricia Field, yeah, Patricia Field. The, yeah, she does, does, she does the costumes like, for Sex and the City. Yeah, and she does everybody. Uh, so I think House of Darielle <laughs> come in. And- oh, thank God that isn't a thing anymore. <laughs> so apparently she wasn't talked to be in the movie, and then it went to Jehad, and Jehad obviously stole the rest of her thunder with. No, not. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're actually friends, so it's Louise fine. From but- <laughs> Louise from Saint Louise, oh, uh, incredible in that movie. Jehad is her first acting role, I believe. Was that her first? Yeah, first so. w- before Dreamgirls. Be- way before Dreamgirls. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's camp. Picking up from a little fact from Dee earlier on, she told Us Weekly in 2013, this is Beyonce, not Dee. Um, <laughs> Same doesn't person, obviously. <laughs> she told Us Weekly in 2013 that, yes, we know that she has a legendary singing voice, but her connection to music goes way deeper than just her vocal cords. She has synesthesia, which is a condition where senses merge and you can taste, smell, or even see sounds. She's not the only recording artist out there that professes to be able to see music, though. Kanye West, Frank Ocean, and Mary J. Blige have also claimed this rare gift. She reflected on her synesthesia when working to promote her first visual album, Beyonce, saying, I see music. It's more than just what I hear, she said. Since then, that talent has allowed for some of the most exciting music projects of the last few years. Obviously, Beyonce, Black is King, and Lemonade. Lemonade. Do you suffer from that same condition? Are you that linked or? Well, I'm like tone deaf, so I (laughs) guess not. <laughs> Sorry. I like in performance and costume alone. <laughs> Time now to talk about why it is that we as gay men and us as a queer community are so obsessed with Beyonce. I was like, why are you so obsessed with me? That's a very good question, Mariah. Why are we so obsessed with Beyonce? Well, where do we even fucking start? Like, <laughs> for real. Like, ugh. Beyonce and Jay-Z have always been very, very vocal of their support of the LGBTIQ community. They're never short of something to say in the marriage equality campaign, mm. in a bunch of different areas. They were both awarded the Vanguard Award from GLAAD for their continued support of the LGBTQ community. I think she also watched Shangela perform like a mix and there's this like, this is a video of her like reacting to it and it's actually fucking hysterical. And yeah. the fact that Shangela got to meet Beyonce is like, fuck that bitch. Her like, idol. Oh my yeah. God. I'm like, calling literally. I'm calling that the my gaygasm for the episode. I love this crossover of Beyonce and Shangela getting to do this mega mix of Beyonce in front of Beyonce. I would literally that would be oh. like any queen's like ultimate dream. Well, any queen who's a fan of Beyonce to perform in front of Beyonce. She spoke in the acceptance speech for the award about the relationship she had with her uncle, who was gay and uncle HIV Johnny. positive. Uncle Johnny, yeah, so sad. Who sadly passed away with issues relating to HIV. She had this to say. I want to dedicate this award to my uncle Johnny, the most fabulous gay man I've ever known and I ever knew, who helped raise me and my sister... He lived his truth. He was brave and unapologetic during a time when this country wasn't as accepting. And witnessing his battle with HIV was one of the most painful experiences I've ever lived. I'm hopeful that his struggles served to open pathways for other young people to live more freely. LGBTQI rights are human rights. Yeah, that makes me tear up. Like, oh gosh, and she tears up she's while she's really talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Talking about it. This relationship was obviously very important to her. Interestingly enough, also in that acceptance speech, Jay Z talks about his mother Gloria Carter, who is an out and proud lesbian, but came out much later in her life. He had this to say: "I also wanna, because I didn't get to do it last year, 
honor my mother who received the award last year. Um, I get to follow in her footsteps of spreading love and acceptance and her beautiful speech at the end of the song, Smile, and for her allowing me to tell her story. And also, like, Beyonce is also always, I mean, she's been pro-gay. I mean, she probably hasn't been as vocal as other divas, but, like, she has been pro-gay. Like, she's had Lover and Cox in her Ivy Park yes. commercials. Um, She's worked with Frank Ocean, Emini K, and Big Frida, like, and also when gay marriage passed in the states um she did post a little video about that i mean it was like two weeks or something late but people just like to bitch but she did something she's celebrated and she's been to a drag show with tina and it was just like really like iconic to seeing her like a drag show just having fun and cutting loose and just being herself but also years before it became law of the land beyonce was an outspoken advocate for marriage equality taking multiple opportunities to share her support and when the supreme court finally did rule in favor of same-sex marriage in the u.s beyonce even created a short lgbtqia plus themed version of her 7-eleven video to celebrate with her fans posted on instagram it's about time hashtag equality hashtag prop 8 hashtag marriage is love In a 2011 interview with Pride Source, she also acknowledged the difficulty of coming out and said that she was in awe of her gay fans. She said, The amount of confidence and fearlessness it takes to do what maybe is not what your parents expect you to do or what society may think is different, to be brave and be different and to be yourself is just so beautiful. Not worrying about satisfying or becoming what other people think you're supposed to be, that's like the ultimate dream. Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> and never a true word was spoken. I wanna, Good job, B. Good job. <laughs> I want to touch briefly, too, on the fact that she has supported the entire rainbow. You mentioned before she's been an advocate for trans rights as well. Laverne Cox was the yeah. poster for her Ivy Park fitness line. And they've, been, they've actually reported to be close friends ever since. Yes. She also participated in the Y'all Means All campaign to fight the bathroom bill to advocate for trans rights. And she voiced her support when Trump rolled back protections of trans students that Obama had put in place in public schools. Yes, she urged her fans to donate money to the GLSEM, which is the Gay, Lesbian and Straight Education Network, which is an American education organisation working to end discrimination, harassment and bullying based on sexual orientation, gender identity and gender expression, and to prompt LGBTQIA plus cultural inclusion and awareness in K to 12 schools, which is like what you said, Robbie, it was in following President Trump's rollback of the Obama era protections of trans students in public schools. She also profiled a trans activist by the name of Janet Mock on her website during Black History Month, saying that she was one of the most influential activists for trans rights. She also had a gay and LGBT couple featured in her all-night music video on the Lemonade iconic Israel mm. album, which yeah. is really cute. Also, this year, during the Obama's Class of 2020 commencement thingy-majig, Beyonce gave a speech where she quotes this particular quote that literally like made me just warm and fuzzy inside because she's just addressing her LGBT fans, and I think it's just great. There's so many different ways to be brilliant. I believe you and every human being is born with a masterful gift. Don't make the world make you feel that you have to look a certain way to be brilliant. And no, you don't have to speak a certain way to be brilliant. But you do have to spread your gift around the planet in a way that is authentically you. To all those who feel different, if you're a part of a group that's called Other, a group that does not get the chance to be center stage, build your own stage 
and make them see you. Your queerness is beautiful. Your blackness is beautiful. Your compassion, your understanding, your fight for people who may be different from you is beautiful. Oh, that that makes me want to tear up. Like, I think I need to put that on. Like, I, I need that soundbite on tattered on your body. on my body on my phone or something, just to like hear it every day. I'm like, Thank wake you up so in the much. morning, press yeah. play on Beyonce. <laughs> your queerness is beautiful. I just feel like her having children has like really changed her message. Because before I was just I love Beyonce, but I was getting tired of hearing songs about Jay Z's dick and him cheating. But now like having kids and stuff, like she's not talking about Black history and like Black love and just being Black and proud. Because I feel just like having like a Black son during like this time that we're going through through she's just like really preaching she's just preaching love and acceptance i feel like she mainly focused on the female empowerment and then she focused on black female empowerment and then now that like, she's going with black empowerment i think i think it's great and it's just really important that she's kind of spreading that in this day and age with everything going on in the world right now so i 100 percent agree especially with the, the times that we live in with the black lives matter movement taking prominence at the moment in the world stage to have someone of her caliber coming yeah out and celebrating her blackness I can't even begin to imagine what that means to a, to that community it's amazing good job B good job time now to address Beyonce's diva moment this is the one moment that qualifies her as a diva if nothing else does love this because it has a great little connection to another one of our divas <laughs> Miss Petty Lapone herself <laughs> yes another phone related issue these divas love nothing more than taking phones out of audience members' hands. To be honest, we have all been through it, though. Haven't we, Tequila? Uh, wait, I mean, I think you, fun. bitch. I think, I think you're known for it. Oh, well, you've done it, too. I swear you have, sis. Don't lie to me, girl. Don't lie to me. If they're not paying attention to my number, bitch, I need to let them know. But to be honest, I feel like I've snatched a phone before, but like literally sometimes they're like finding my handle and they're posting the story. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, they're, yeah. So yeah. they're not necessarily being rude all yeah. the time. But I'm like, is this awkward when you're up front and you can see them on their phone? I'm like, what are you doing? I will always, I've, I've done it before and I will take it and I will take a picture on their phone yeah. or I will video it and I will yeah. video yeah, yeah, me yeah. doing the rest of the number exactly, yes. and then give it back to them. Here's how Beyonce dealt with that. Y'all gotta put the camera phones down for one second and actually enjoy this moment. He's living in the moment right now. Y'all won't be there when y'all watch this footage back. Y'all say, why wasn't I living in the moment? I couldn't even see the show because I was looking behind the camera lens. I want y'all to sing it. Come on. So she has form for it. It's not only a one-time thing. She will quite brazenly and quite openly at any time in a concert grab it if you're not living in the moment if you missed it there it is a little bit hard to hear but she says you can't be seen because you're filming <laughs> she said you can't be in this moment if you're filming you and need to live in the moment you need to live for now yes she yes. does it with a little bit more style and class than uh, Patty Lapone did it where she just started screeching show. at the audience who do you think you are she put her own Beyonce spin on that I think yes. <laughs> and again without even missing a beat she was like oh what I've got an 8 bar intro <laughs> let me just quickly snatch Snatch and grab and move on with that. Professional. All right, guys, that is almost about all we have time for for this Bumper Beyonce episode <gasps> of Divas on Divas. Massive thank you to you, Miss D Flowers. We have only touched the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> D, where can people follow you on the social medias? 
at Divya Flores on Instagram and Divya Flowers One on Facebook. I, I'm still banned at the moment because I got banned from hitting the share button too much. Oh, Facebook is if just there's being... a main queen, <laughs> if there was a main queen in the mail, we thought it was once upon a time Sabrina Baby Slut, but in this lockdown, bitch, there has been a Miss D Flowers come through posting every meme you can find. If, if the talent isn't enough to follow J Flowers, the content is she shares some of the greatest memes that she can find. Just oh, a service for the Melbourne community. Well, for the world, really. Apparently, I can't do it anymore because Facebook is getting shadow back. It's just, ugh, well, you did toe the line of what. <laughs> I was not. I didn't. I haven't posted anything contrary. No, like I literally, I only I post something if it's like an old photo. Like if it's a picture of a dildo. If it's from <laughs> if, if the if the picture of a dildo is like being online for six months, then I can post it too. It, it hasn't been taken I down. Like legit. Think, I Genuinely think that's the first time the word dildo has been on this podcast, <laughs> and nothing makes me happier. Thank you. Cut Dee. it out. Cut it out. <laughs> Thank you for being such an incredible guest. We've absolutely loved having you here. As always, you can follow us on our socials. We're on Instagram at Divas on Divas, and you can find us on Facebook at Divas on Divas Podcast. Of course, don't forget about our website where we post a lot of extra content. So hit us up at divasondivas.com. And as always, we would really love it if you could leave us a review, a five-star rating, anything like that on our podcast platforms, because that helps us get the word about this little podcast show out to everyone. Uh, that was very pointed. Five stars, girl, five stars, maybe well, four stars. You, only four. if you like us, but if you don't, then bitch, shush. <laughs> um, Thank you so much for having me. I've had a great time. This is one of my favorite topics other than talking about dicks and dildos. So thank you so much for having me. <laughs> okay, well, special episode for Divas and Divas, dicks and dildos. We also want to shout out the following places for helping us out this week. Wikipedia, Grammys.com, PopSugar, BBC, Pride Source, and BuzzFeed. We're going to wrap up the show like we do every week with a moment from the Diva Vault. What have we got for everybody this week, guys? We have the one and only, of course, Beyonce Knowles performing at the... 2005 Kennedy Center Honors for Tina Turner performing her iconic track Proud Mary which I've I've also been too scared to actually perform for some reason (laughs) maybe I should do it after lockdown we'll see (laughs) you heard it here first guys how's that for an exclusive (laughs) and until next time don't forget if If you you like it then you should put put a a ring on on it ladies and gentlemen Beyonce You know, every now and then, when I think of inspiration, I think of the two Tinas in my life. That's my mother, Tina, and of course, the amazing Tina Turner. I'll never forget the first time I saw you perform. I never in my life saw a woman so powerful, so fearless, so fabulous. And those legs. I want everyone to stand up. We're celebrating Tina Turner tonight. We're gonna take the beginning of this song and do it easy. But then we're gonna do it rough, like you do. Y'all ready? Listen to the song now. And we're rolling. to the song now. Left a good job in the city. 
working for me every night and day And I never lost one minute of sleep Cause I was worried about the way things might have been Big wheels keep on turning Brown Mary keep on burning Michelle at the end that said they slapped a nice lawsuit on us. <laughs> Honey, that is Kelly Rowland. Don't you oh, fucking yeah. dare. Okay, let me tell that again. I can't do Oh that. my God. <laughs> Poor Michelle can't even get recognized correctly. No, we're not doing that. Jesus Lord. <laughs> so that was actually Kelly at the end. 